boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. Welcome to Horror on the Rocks. On tonight's episode, Frank and Joe debate the most iconic villain outfits and review 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer. They're coming for you, Barbara. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, Frank. How you doing, Joe? Good. We're in public today. I know. We have a very special episode ahead to this evening. We're really moving on up, I feel like. We are. We are here on East Pass Yonk Avenue with our good friends at Manitani Stillworks. We, uh, we have two interviews for you tonight. The first will be with Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How oh, hello. Doing? How are you? <laughs> doing great. Thanks Lovely. for having us. No, no, no. Thanks for coming. This is really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. So we have a fun episode tonight. We are uh, we're going to review a movie that Joe's been wanting to do for a very long time. Classic movie, and I also thought it timed in well with the season we're in. Yes, so. we are going to be doing I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. And what's so great about Manitoni is that they actually have the movie queued up. And is that the soundtrack still playing now? In the oh, absolutely. Oh. Like, we're all <laughs> in here. <laughs> you guys I really, love it. You really know how to make us feel welcome. Yeah. Um, we are going to debate a list this evening of our favorite, most iconic horror outfits right. in honor of the very iconic iconic killer outfit in this movie yes. but before we get into all that and horror news uh we need we have a lot to learn about the alcohol industry so we have a resident expert here to enlighten us so yeah, uh, we want to know all things about manitani so yes. can you tell us a little bit about the company and the brand absolutely so manitani is a local craft distillery the distillery itself is actually located out in Pottstown. Uh -huh, so okay. from Philadelphia, depending on what time of day, it could take an hour to get there. It could take three hours oh, to I get know there, that but life. it's like a little oh, bit west. Yeah, I'm a yeah. suburb kid, so I know that life. <laughs> um, so we make all different types of spirits. We have okay. a vodka, two types of gin, rum, but we really focus and specialize in, in craft whiskey. Ooh. So we have our... Um, our Keystone whiskey, which is our standard flagship, and then we make small batch whiskeys throughout the year, seasonally. Right now we have a honey. In the fall we do a maple. Um, oh, nice. We have a cask strength. Awesome. We do a single barrel. We have a peated. We just released a port barrel uh, aged whiskey. Mm. So we really kind of focus on on whiskey and um, and craft spirits in general. Awesome. The cool thing about our whiskey is that it's corn free. Oh, really? Free. Yes. Isn't, isn't corn like usually? Uh, yes. If you're drinking bourbon, which is what yeah. everybody's yeah. familiar with. Okay. Um, bourbon has to be 51% corn. Okay. Most American whiskeys are pretty heavy on the corn. Ours is a four grain mash bill. So it's barley, huh. wheat, oats, and rye. Before we get into the alcohol more, and we will, we've got some sitting in front of us. And yes, I'm we do. Very yeah. anxious to try. Thank what you to I Erica for pouring us. Yes. So, thank you to Erica. Yes. Thanks, Erica. Uh, well, first, can we cheers? Absolutely. Cheers. 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 Mm. Oh, that's delicious. Oh, yeah. So what do you both have there? Are you so both yeah. drinking the you're same drinking thing? the Keystone. So this is the So this flagship. is a flagship. It's an 18 to 36-month blend. It's available in liquor stores mm -hmm. if um, if they carry local spirits, so all of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, you can get bottles here on the Pass Young location. I see quite the yes, collection you have over there. we sell bottles, awesome. actually, which is pretty new to Philadelphians. Don't really think about walking into a bar and buying bottles, but yeah. you can yeah. here. I think the kind of craft distillery thing it's is, awesome. uh, is relatively new. I mean, yes. craft beer has been around in the Philadelphia beverage scene for quite a while, but there's not a whole lot of... Companies that are doing what you guys are doing, setting up small tasting rooms, right, introducing right. kind of like a line of liquors the way you'd think of, you know, maybe a winery or a brewery. Right. And, um, no, and it's yeah, really this is cool. Fantastic, it's good. It's, it really is it's delicious. delicious. It does kind of, again, totally uneducated palate wise when it comes to liquor. 
um, though I do really enjoy whiskey, it kind of reminds me of a bourbon. Like, is this what you guys make your old fashioned with? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So when it comes to mixing this recipes that would call for a bourbon, this is a functional substitute. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's phenomenal in old fashions and Manhattans. Any type of classic whiskey cocktail, we make yeah. a great whiskey sour here awesome. that it's really good with. It's really good, neat over a cube in a in a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm enjoying. I mean, it it's like pretty this. much our standard. I for I had a frustrating long kind of day and this whiskey on the this rocks. This is the kind of drink you need. Exactly. I feel like, to deal <laughs> Absolutely. With that. What do you have over there, Jennifer? What so I'm actually drinking our honey whiskey. Ooh. Um, usually, you know, people come in and what should I try? And mm-hmm. I always suggest the honey, and they look at me really funny, and they're like, I don't drink flavored spirits and yeah. I was like yeah neither do I <laughs> but our honey whiskey is a little bit different in that we use a local apiary called Swarm Bustin and we use their raw unfiltered honey and add it right to our keystone Yum. so it's not a sugar syrup with chemical honey flavor yeah. like as, most of the big like, b- company well, stuff you find a lot in of the, the store. larger companies it's not real honey ours is yeah. real honey so it's a whiskey it's a honey whiskey that tastes like whiskey and then it just finishes slightly Amazing. honey on the end yeah. it's absolutely delicious and so what is what's joe drinking? so i'm switching it up a little bit i you went on a different it up. route I'm a big gin person, so I'm loving this. Can you tell me a bit more about this gin? Absolutely. So we just did a big release called our Portfolio Series, and we did a oh, it's rum. A pun. Joe's very in on the puns. So. <laughs> yes, we're, we're very punny here yes. as well. Um, so the portfolio is three different spirits. We did a rum, a gin, and a whiskey, and we aged them in port barrels, ah. in port wine barrels. Um, so you're drinking the gin. Um, we call it Zimbro, which is Portuguese for juniper. Okay. Um, because when we were trying to get it labeled, apparently the federal government doesn't recognize gin as a barrel-aged product. So when really? you tell them that we huh. age this in a barrel, they said, well, then it's not gin anymore. You can't call it gin. There's so many I know. You're looking at me with yeah. confused eyes. I yeah. also had those eyes when they explained it to me. Well, it's, it's very smoky. It's got... It's very you know, smooth. I'm not a big gin guy because I feel like it usually... It, Especially in something that's not like mixed with a lot of other stuff, uh-huh. it hits my tongue, and that kind of piney taste is really strong mm-hmm. and not really my thing. But this is very a smooth. lot of that. A lot of London dries will do that. Yeah, um, a lot of the craft the distilleries that are doing gin right now have really taken notice of that pininess mm. and have done something that's a little bit more well balanced. Yeah. In gin in general. So what would be a good cocktail to make with this? This makes the best Martinez that you will ever have. Ooh. Yes. So Martinez is a classic precursor to a Manhattan. Mm. So if you mix the the Zimbro with some vermouth and a little bit of Luxardo. Amazing. I put a little orange bitters in there just to get it you know, wild. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers to that. So can you tell us about the name Manitani? I, I, Where I'm does gonna, it come from? I what did, does it mean? So it means it's a Native the, American word? It is. It's Lenape for mm-hmm. the place we meet to drink. Ah, awesome. Yes. That seems very yeah. fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, so, by the way, the, we, I, we have to mention the place we're in itself here. It's a great little bar you guys have here. Oh, thank T- you. Tucked away on East Passyunk. Great vibe. I've been in here a few times, even before we set this up. Service is always incredible. Awesome. I don't think I've ever been in here twice where the cocktail list looked the same. There's always something new to try. Right. Is it is it seasonally that you guys change? So I'm a big proponent of supporting a small business. I yeah. always have been. Yeah. I'm also a big proponent of seasonality. We living in in Philadelphia have the best access to local farms and local. Mm-hmm local produce Um, and these we have small farms here that are making really really amazing and producing really amazing fruits and vegetables so I love seasonality yeah um, and I think that that should be reflected in what you're drinking if we're eating seasonal foods why aren't we drinking seasonal drinks so I try to incorporate as much seasonal produce seasonal fruit as possible so therefore the menus always change yeah the bar is very inviting which I like Um, the bartender who I just met Erica super friendly it's just a cool space I think to hang out like we try to make really great cocktails that feature the spirits yeah keep in within seasonality and yeah. not try to be too serious yeah yeah um what we're doing is is really cool but we want it to be approachable and craveable mm. to everybody you don't have to know a lot about alcohol to drink here it's mm. not an 
I, w- I never wanted it to be intimidating. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes you go to cocktail bars and you don't oh know half the ingredients in the cocktail. And, and you feel like afraid sometimes to ask because you're like, oh, what are they going to say or how are they going to yeah. judge me? There's like this like pretentiousness to some of those places, yeah. which I don't get here at all. So. Very no, welcoming. We you like two nerds record a podcast <laughs> in the back of it. She's so. like, oh, I regret this now. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. Um, I love that you have a little swag station in the front too. And one thing caught my eye, it's the three bitches vodka. Yes. I'm a big animal Which, person. I have a dog. Um, can you tell us about that brand of vodka and where the proceeds go? So three bitches is, is our vodka. Um, it was kind of named after all of our original owners, uh, dogs. Oh, okay. So our, our kind of mascot dog at the distillery is Piper. Mm. Piper is our distiller. Max's <laughs> rescued pit bull. <laughs> And we have a nonprofit, not a nonprofit, but a, a fundraiser kind of called the Piper Project. And proceeds from Three Bitches Vodka go towards no-kill animal shelters in the suburbs. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So you're drinking good stuff, supporting a good cause. I yeah. love right. that you guys kind of have married you got, those together. Have you gotten to try it yet? No, that's going to be something that I plan on trying soon. Awesome. Yeah. Have you had some? I did. When I, I, when I came here uh, last week and got to meet Erica, she made me a drink. I think it was called Cruel Summer mm-hmm. with the Ooh. vodka in it. Yeah. This, if you if you come here this summer, before hurry here before they change the summer menu so you can try this drink. Yeah. Do you offer tours at all of, um, I guess, maybe more so like the distillery? Are there tours or here or any events? Well, I tours? could definitely give you a tour of the basement, but it's not that exciting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's probably horror movie-esque. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, so that's where we should have recorded this. <laughs> Next one we're recording in the basement. I, I, I'm um, happy up here. But. but if you do go out to Pottstown, you can definitely take a take a tour of the, of the distillery. They have a bar out there. It's right across the street from Sly Fox. So yeah. you can even do a... Go tour the brewery, go over, take a tour of the distillery, do all of the alcohols in a day, and then Uber back to Amazing. where you live. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. They do they do tours out of the distillery. It's really interesting. Our distiller Max is awesome. Yeah. The whole crew out there is really cool. So available in state stores. Available in, in state stores. And available here. Yeah. Available yeah. at the distillery. We sell to, to bars and restaurants. Uh, we have a bottle shop in One Penn Center, right above Suburban Station. Oh, they, yeah. If, you, you know, okay. if you're in Suburban Station and want need to grab a bottle for the weekend, we're there. We're just and then we're looking to open up a spot in the new local tasting room in Reading Terminal Market. Oh, so look for us. yeah, I heard yeah, about that. Yeah, so you can look for us there within the next month or so. We'll have really? a... Really? Yes. That'd be that perfect. That is awesome. Well, and if people want to learn more about Manitani, are you guys on the gram? Are you on Facebook? Uh, oh, we're on all of the socials. All so right. So if you just do a search for Manitani Stillworks, you'll definitely perfect. find us. Well, everyone check them out. Absolutely. They are an awesome company. We love them. And thanks yeah. for having Great. us and no, sharing thanks for coming. All do you have info. any uh, events or anything coming up that you want to tell people about other than... Your very exciting, always evolving cocktail menu? Um, I would say the one thing that we're going to start doing for not necessarily, well, maybe everybody's into it, but I'm a big plant nerd. Okay. Mm. And I love all things plants. So the first Monday of every month, we're doing a plant swap here. Uh, There's a really cool business down the street called uh, Ill Exotics. They do really cool, tropical, hard-to-find houseplants, but also weird, like, reptiles. Like, I got a chameleon from there. His name is (laughs) David Bowie. He's fantastic. (laughs) It's a great name for a chameleon. uh, Well-named. Well, yeah. You know, he... Cha-cha-cha changes. Oh, <laughs> I think she's you, gutting for a, a you, job. You have on no this idea how meant to be on this podcast. <laughs> you are. I know. Um, so, but no, they co-host it with us. We, we we call it Gin and Blossoms. Oh my! Get out! Of, get out of here! Man. Yeah. Uh, she's, yeah. She really rivals uh, you for pun quality. Gosh, I gotta to up my up. game. Seriously. So, so, and it's it's just a fun night. No, no pretentious plant situations. Everyone brings clippings or plants to trade those stuff here nice. Ill exotics bring some cool stuff that you can purchase but there's no pressure yeah. if you wait, want wait, are there pretentious plant situations oh there, all the time oh, oh yeah just I'm not tuned sure. into the plant community <laughs> no, it's wild <laughs> they um, wouldn't let you in yeah. Frank. No, okay. but but it's like if you want to get into plants and are a little bit intimidated or always kill them in the past it's a good time to come and talk to people that have plants and yeah Grow plants. You said first Monday of the month? First Monday of every month. Awesome. Gin and blossoms. Nice. And then you can have a little cocktail or drink on the side, I guess. Zimbro. Planting it up. Zimbro. Zimbro and blossoms. Sweet. 
Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank thanks you again, so Jennifer. much. Absolutely. This, is, this has been um, fun. So cheers. Thank you very and, much. Cheers. Yeah. yeah cheers. Um, so again, thank you very much to Jennifer and all the folks at Manitani for having us. We are going to... M- you turned your mic off, I think. We're in public, Frank. This is such <laughs> a different experience. Like, there's yeah. people at a bar just drinking and chilling. And here we are in a corner just recording. This is so fun. Do you feel out of place not doing this no, in your basement? I prefer this. It's <laughs> nice to be like in the real world. Yes. Like let people see us. Yeah. I don't uh, know. This is this is exciting. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's an exciting big step for us. Well, I'm gonna see if we can't make this happen again here here and elsewhere. About um, this by city. the way, so I know what you did last summer is playing on the screen right now. So it's facing us too. Yeah. So we can watch the movie as we're gonna discuss yeah, it. But jo- before we get into the movie, um, yeah. let's do a little horror news. Yeah, so absolutely. What do you got for us? Um, the first thing today, we're recording this on the 18th of July. The final trailer for the new It movie came out today, and it looks really good. Okay, I need to check it out. And you know what? Like, I feel like lately I've had an issue with like promotional material for horror movies just showing way too much. Didn't feel that way about this. It was a lot of kind of showing showing scenes that didn't really feel connected enough that like I feel like it was divulging a big scare or anything like that. I love Jessica Chastain. Yeah. But I saw the first teaser trailer that came out. It was just like an extended scene. That scene with and her. And I was just like, eh. why did you sh- also why did you show us that? Like don't give us a full I don't need to scare s- like Yeah. That. Like, so I'm, I'm glad though the second one seems it looks, a little It looks good. I'm excited that together. comes out. Didn't write the date down. Yeah. It's in September. I want to cool. say it's September 9, but that might be another movie I'm well, thinking speaking of. Speaking of September, so there's a movie called The Hunt. Have you heard of this? No. And there's a trailer coming out. So this story's kind of been done before, but I think it's about these rich folks that go to this secluded estate and instead of hunting animals they hunt humans so oh, most dangerous game style very similar to that exactly yeah. it stars um betty gilpin who was glow. in glow or is in glow who's fantastic yeah. and i just saw her in a remove in a movie called isn't it romantic which is not a horror movie but <laughs> i was on the plane it was like a yeah. good plane movie but she's also going to be in the grudge remake so she's they're seen, remaking the grudge yeah so oh, she wow. seems to be kind of venturing into some of the horror uh movie realm so tell um, you what man these horror movies keep making money more and more yeah, big name actors yeah. are gonna jump into them so that's also september yeah um some other stuff a movie crawled into theaters last week called crawl mm-hmm. it looks like the general premise is a family that hunkers down in a hurricane and ends up being tracked by an it's alligator like man in their eat. home yeah it's doing really well it's certified fresh it's making a ton of money um, the trailer looks pretty. It scary. looks pretty good. Looks I don't know if I'm going to get to see it in theaters before it's out, but yeah. definitely something I want to check out. And something like it came out July 12th. I don't think I saw promotional material for it until after our last episode. So it kind of like it came into theaters, you know, with not a lot of fanfare, especially for how much fanfare there's been around other movies uh, this summer. I think Midsommar just kind of took over yeah. everything, and that was the big movie of July. So yeah. I think Crawl just kind of got swept to the side. Which, but, did uh, you see Midsommar yet? I haven't. Oh, and I know I said I would see it in Sweden. That never happened. <laughs> um, not that I would have, because I've been too scared to do that. Yeah. But it's on my to-do list, Frank. Yeah. Um, I saw it. We'll, it. we'll save the discussion of it okay. for yeah, I another. Nothing. You don't need to know any. Yeah, I won't tell you anything about it. One of your wishes is coming through. You mentioned on a previous episode that for world peace. Yes, for world peace. Joe. <laughs> that didn't happen. World, world peace and a cold <laughs> beverage. No, um, you were you were saying that you enjoyed ha- uh, haunting a Hill House. The next season coming out, the haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, you were like, it would be cool if they kind of use the same actors as new characters. Like an anthology. Yes, series. American Horror Story yeah. style. And it looks like they're doing that. Oh, it's, nice. uh, so far, uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who played Luke. Yeah. They signed on for a character named Peter, and Victoria, I'm going to say Padretti, okay. uh, who played Nell, is signed oh. on to play a main character named Danny, which, by the way, did you know that she's from Philly? I did not, yeah. actually. That's awesome. So, Victoria, if you are Shout out. home for Thanksgiving break yeah. and want to come on a horror podcast. And speaking of Netflix shows, Mindhunter Season 2 is returning. Yes. Did you like that show? I really enjoyed that it. That was really fun. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror show, but it deals with some very yeah. <laughs> horrific things, yeah. serial killers it's ba- and yeah, it's the based- FBI that's sort of hunting them down. If um, you haven't seen it, it's, it's about two guys at the FBI that 
kind of go on a personal crusade in, I want to say, the 60s um, to try to introduce uh, psychological analysis of serial killers in the FBI's work. And it's kind of about them learning how to do this and the, the pushback they get from the agency. It's really fun. I love it's John really Groff. He's so handsome. And the he's the so main good character? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, what else you got? Um, the Witches, one of your favorite movies, the getting Witches. remastered and re-released on Blu-ray. Okay. Um, they are remaking the movie Candyman, hmm. uh, which have you ever seen Candyman with Tony Todd? Yeah. yeah, really scary movie. Um, it, the the remake is written by Jordan Peele and directed by someone named uh, Nia DaCosta, who's a relative unknown. Which I think it's interesting that you know someone that doesn't have a whole bunch of credits is getting directed Jordan Peele. Cool, movie. and a female director. Yeah, so, very all right. cool. Let's um, get so some that'll more be women out. doing the horror movies. That'll be neat. Absolutely, that'll be out June twelfth, twenty twenty. Stranger Things three is out. Did you watch it? I watched. <laughs> 10 minutes of the first episode what? and then stopped. Are you serious? Yeah, maybe I need to be in the right state of mind to watch it. Were you it. kind of out on it last season or did this yeah, season I just love, not really I thought season it. one was really solid, strong. Yeah. thought it was a great story. Love Barb. Justice for Barb. <laughs> season two, I really don't remember a lot because I yeah. wasn't as into it. I thought it faltered a little bit. Yeah. And I think maybe that just kind of left like a sort of negative taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A part of me may be over. I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. I know there's a big following and it's well done and I love Winona Ryder, but I don't know. I think there's just so many other shows to watch yeah. and it's just like, is it on the hierarchy? <sighs> eh. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree what'd with you, you more. Uh, what did you think of it? So this is a spoiler-free uh, Stranger Things take from me. Uh, I loved it. I okay. thought this season was maybe not as good and kind of brooding the way the first one yeah. was, but definitely probably the most fun season. Okay. So yeah. Maybe so I, I, I would try. definitely recommend it, especially yeah. I think you could even jump in if you haven't seen it. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and they're making season four. So, Oh, which by the way, the, um, the, I guess they, the promotional poster for your Simpsons Treehouse of horror came mm -hmm. out, which I know is responsible for most of the horror references that, you know, um, the, yep. the whole poster is stranger things. So you uh, might just want to skip this year's episode. Okay. <laughs> so I should really just watch the Simpsons version. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, there, there that's, that's you the get all the references. That's the original you need. version. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we are uh, we have a fun list tonight in honor of the uh, the killer in the movie wearing an iconic fisherman's slicker. Yeah, and to go with the list of uh, you know iconic, we're gonna list our favorite iconic horror movie outfits. Yeah, we have a very special beverage and a yeah. very special guest who well, designed it off, for us. Yeah, who's our guest? So introduce <laughs> yourself, please. And yeah, my name is Erica. I bartend here at Manitani. Still works on Pashunk. Awesome. How long yeah. have you been a bartender here? Um, here only about two months actually, okay. but cool. in my lifetime about seven, eight years. Yes. Amazing. And, yeah. and it shows that she is well experienced in bartending <laughs> because I don't know if you could hear us earlier. I was talking up your cruel summer oh, beverage that you made me last week. You. So good. I'm really looking forward to trying this. What do we have in front of us? This is, I named it the fisherman of oh, course because yes. of our, Erica, our movie tonight. That is incredible. <laughs> I love that you yeah did a thematic drink. So what is the fisherman all so about? So it is using our Zim Bro Gin, which is our port barrel rested gin that we just released actually mm. last week. Damn, there's that's a good. Little Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> wait to you. try it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, there's a little blackberry shrub in there, some ginger syrup, Ooh. lemon juice, a little bit of blanc, which is a um, dry vermouth, and um, oh, a little Pichaud's bitters to give it that nice pink color. Yeah, Amazing. it's really good. It's well, citrusy. It's cheers. Cheers. Yeah, Thank cheers, you very guys. much. <laughs> So to kick off, oh this my gosh, that is, is really good. Refreshing. I don't There's really a lot like of gin either. It's so good. There's a lot of flavors that like come out of different parts too. Ooh, and yeah. it feels like summer. It yeah. does feel great. like summer. Exactly. Oh, nice for this Thanks, movie. Guys. So Erica, we heard that you also really like horror movies. I do. Is that true? Okay, I love horror. What absolutely. is a movie that really scared you as a kid? You know, I'm a little weirdo because I was watching movies when I was like super young. <laughs> Carrie was one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. So How old were you when was, you saw it? Probably like six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Um, yeah, my parents would take me to the movie store and to get me out of their hair would let me rent whatever movie I uh -huh. wanted. So I feel like the probably the one that scared me the most was Candyman. Yeah. Ooh. Out of all of them. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah. yes, like Frank mentioned, our list today is about um, iconic um, movie, horror movie killer outfits, ensembles. So 
anything stand out for you in terms of like a, an iconic outfit of, of a killer in a horror movie? Um, if we're going with 90s slasher, definitely Scream. Uh, yeah. yeah. I definitely dressed up as that guy in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that is true. So, yeah. Ghostface was such a Ghostface, popular. Definitely. And it's, I still see it around. So All the time. It's really kind All of like time. stayed in there. It's yeah. also the easy like phone-in costume when you're a teenager. Like, yeah. ah, I just grab that mask real quick. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. yeah. What about uh, what about you, Joe? What, you got one? Um, I actually think Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think the it, whole claws. I think it's um, the hat, the, hand, the glove, and the sweat. The whole ensemble, yeah. yeah. And he like accessorizes well. Yeah. <laughs> it's very definitely. stylish yeah. for a, it, it a killer. <laughs> totally. And totally, it, it's, totally. It's immediately identifiable, too. Like, if you saw right. that outfit on, like, a mannequin rack, you'd know exactly what exactly. it was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about for, you? For my first one, I got to go with, I'm going way back, okay. 1931, Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Ooh. Every uh, little kid's yeah. Dracula yeah. costume since 1931. Is with the, with the white shirt and the little, you know, the little uh, yeah. pendant on the neck mm-hmm. and the, the pointed widow's peak in the cape. It's uh, absolutely iconic. Yeah, I dressed one of my cats up in that costume last year. Did you year really? Did it appreciate? <laughs> yeah, how'd the, how'd the His cat name's feel? Vladimir Prince Vod, so uh, it kind of it. went along with the theme. But did he work it? Was um, he just uh, loving his, his for about cape? thirty seconds, and then it was like this has got to come off. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? We, yeah. uh, I feel like we really put you behind the eight ball because we we pre thought out our list. Do you have another one? Another iconic um, uh, killer? Oh, outfit? Michael for sure from yeah. Halloween. Oh, so the jumpsuit yeah. and mask. Yeah, that yeah. definitely you can't. You yeah. can't go wrong with that one yeah. either. I agree. I think Leatherface is actually another one on my Ooh. list. Um, I was thinking about Leatherface. But what no- is the iconic Leatherface outfit to you? Because yeah. there's the scene where he's in the dress. There's a scene where he's in a suit. I think the one where he has the apron. Yeah. And it's just like the, I guess his face has kind of remained the same. But yeah. yeah. He like wears different outfits. But I think the apron one. Because yeah. He's like ready to like butcher and hack up, and he like yeah. planned. He's got his apron to not mess up his blouse underneath. Yeah. You know, like I appreciate the practicality of like the apron. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think for my next one, not again, not a straight ed horror movie, mm-hmm. but I never miss an opportunity to talk about Ghostbusters. <laughs> you, but yeah, you are. You love I- that iconic movie. outfit. Though, are you a Ghostbusters this? fan? Um, not really. No, it's just me. <laughs> all right, Erica. <laughs> Still looking for a friend dog ghost. Bye, Frank. <laughs> Erica and I are taking over this podcast. I, I, I know. I love it that you love I'm not a huge fan yeah, either. No. But, but an you. iconic outfit. For sure. If you ever yeah. see anybody yeah, yeah. in a with a gray... That's- you know, or a, a beige jumpsuit with patch <laughs> on the shoulder and a backpack. You know immediately you know what, what they are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you have? One more. This is so rude of us not to tell you about this list in advance. No, no. that's fine. I'm trying to think. We um, could skip you and come back if you prefer. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let sure. me think about that. Um, <laughs> my last one's Hannibal Lecter. I uh, think just with the, the straight jacket, the straight jacket and the mask. We can still see his eyes. Yeah. The mask only covers his mouth, but like just enough where you can still like see his mouth moving, but his eyes are just so scary and creepy and it's just a scary look I think overall and you see that and you're like that is Hannibal Lecter it's just yeah. like such an iconic standout yeah. look I think so. definitely that definitely came to mind um, yeah the f- first one that popped to my forefront of my brain um is the mother from Psycho. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. What is Ooh. I can try to think what is her ensemble? Yeah. She honestly is just wearing like a like kind of moo style nightgown, yeah. like very old school mm-hmm. 50s, 60s style. Yeah. But right, it's right. just that like pin back little bouffant in the back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the butcher yeah. knife, of course. Yeah. Not butcher knife, but. Yeah. That's a good one. Totally. Chef's um, knife. Yeah. <laughs> I think for my last one I'm going to go with is Chucky. Oh the my overalls God. and yeah. the striped shirt. Yeah. I, I think immediately recognizable. As, uh, as as being Chucky from Child's Play. And I give him extra points for comfort. Like, he's wearing overalls and sneakers. <laughs> like Good, good killing outfit. Yeah, like, you can move quickly, comfortably right. on the go. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. now we're going to dive into Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. And did it. you recently watch it yes. also? Okay, yes, cool. Yes, I did. And we were saying how it's actually playing here at the bar, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, this movie came out in 1997. Was it 22 That's years crazy. ago? Oh, oh that God. is wild that it's been oh, that you, long. Did you see it in theaters? Because I think I saw it on HBO. So, I probably saw it in 98. I saw it at a friend's house because I was 10 years old when this yeah. came out. So, yeah. I, my parents yeah. would not have let me see it unless I, I snuck into the theater. I don't before. think I went to the movies for it, but I definitely saw it. I, I'm assuming when it came out on the, in, on VHS yeah. back yeah. then, I guess. <laughs> Do you remember your thoughts on the movie when you first saw it? Definitely was creeped out. It was yeah. like, th- I feel like the movies that scare me the most are thi- p- like 
plots that could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the poltergeist, it was cool, but I don't really think that's gonna happen. Yeah. This guy could be real. Yeah. It could be any one of us. That's so. what's cool. There's nothing supernatural about this movie. Yeah. It's like a morality tale. It's like a very yeah. potentially like realistic situation. Except for maybe and his then, ability to take serious injury, yeah, be thrown true. in the water, and then just you know show up, kill people. <laughs> well, that's part. Yeah, like he must have held his breath for a while, like yeah. when they like dumped, quote unquote, dumped his body. Yeah, yeah. you but, know. Duh. But um, yeah, but it's just like, what would you do if you were in this situation? And yeah. I feel like they kind of tackle that well. You see the different characters' yeah. reactions. What I love though is like watching this as an adult. It's just like. The classic 90s yep. stars of like the time. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah. Ryan Felipe, Loved Freddie Prinze Jr. Yeah. yeah. Favorite character out of any of them? I, at the time, definitely Sarah, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Uh, 11-year-old Frank had a very big crush <laughs> yeah. on yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. In, in now, watching it in 2019, the ridiculousness of Barry, of Ryan Felipe's yeah. character. <laughs> he is just a world-class asshole with yeah. little disregard for his friends, oh. for the world around He's him. such a bully. So yeah, for any of the drivers cranky. on the road in his town. Yeah, um, but he has an uncanny ability to like convince everyone to yeah. do what he wants yeah. all right. the time. Yeah. Um, so what was it like watching it as an adult for you now? <sighs> I just kept thinking like what a dick like we were saying sorry if that's not proper to say like he was drinking he was partying mm. he didn't want anyone to drive his car but oh this, this whole movie is his fault yeah it's, exactly. it's all his fault how did it how did it strike you uh, in 2019 joe so i actually thought this movie really holds up i mean even though it is kind of dated yeah it does feel very 90s but i thought it was i was expecting to be kind of let down watching it as an adult yeah. being like oh this is gonna be so corny i really thought it was still entertaining there were some good scares in the movie yeah. still. Even yeah. though like I've seen it, like I expected it, but I was still actually I still jumped a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think the writing is pretty good. Yeah. Um So the movie is written so it's based on a book by uh, Lois Duncan, who by the way, born in Philadelphia. Ooh, was she? Did, did you know that. she hates this movie though? She was not pleased. They changed with the, so the guy that did the screenplay, his name's Kevin Williamson. He did Scream. Yeah. Which so I guess Scream was wildly successful yeah. and they rushed this movie. They're like, we gotta get this guy right now another screenplay of horror yeah movie. so he adapts this he changed apparently in the, the original the kill it doesn't even take place in a fishing town it so in, he changed a lot you know, he changed did not so it involves a boy that's killed in the book but he changed kevin williamson changed it to a fishing town because his dad was a fisherman so i guess he kind of you know reimagined it yeah added some personal touches but yeah. um yeah the author i believe was not pleased with yeah. kind of the reimagining of the That's story, funny. yeah, yeah. They, they rush the movie out. I guess it usually takes over a year to kind of like make, edit, release a movie. They bang it out in like eight or ten months or something what? like that. It made a hundred and twenty-six million dollars. Yeah. So yeah. They, they they were rewarded, but uh, the reviews on it not so great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Re- received better by fans and critics, I guess. What do yeah. you think about it as an adult? Watching I it again? I enjoyed it. I I. There's a sequence at the end, this the sequence with Sarah Michelle Geller where she ultimately meets her fate is genuinely scary. Yeah. Like as an adult, that when that chase scene is really scary. Some of the stuff in like the first hour is just it's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> it does not really feel like a really? horror movie, um, but it was fun. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if it was the nostalgia of, because for me, I didn't see Scream before I saw this, even though Scream came out first. Yeah. This was the first slasher movie that I really remember seeing. So all the tropes that are, you know, stolen from other movies right. and, and in this one, yeah. this was my reference point. So this movie always was a special place yeah. in my heart. So I, it was fun to uh, rewatch. And I did think parts of it were genuinely scary. So you mentioned the chase scene with Sarah Michelle Gellar and the store how about you erica was there a scene that frightened you or that still kind of shocked you watching it just kind of when they're all in the festival and like they're like everyone's out and about and just to like i said before that's a real situation that could potentially happen like it's a faceless crowd more or less and this guy is walking through just so nonchalantly and like Oh my God, that's really scary to me. It really yeah. is, yeah. I love the scene still, and still gets me when um, the fisherman uh, hides in Sarah Michelle Geller's room overnight oh, and then cuts yeah. her hair and then writes suit. Frank is shaking his head. He's like, dumb. Yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I think just like the idea of like a stranger being in your room overnight, like watching you, and then just like doing something that's not like he's just playing these mind games. I don't know. I thought that was yeah. pretty there, scary. There are still. a couple things in this movie that like. I don't. They don't quite connect. 
And maybe I'm being a little too critical of a 90s slasher. Yeah, you better watch what you're about to say, Frank. I'm going to defend this movie to the very end. This is a very eccentric killer for who he is, right? He is a fisherman who is killing a, uh, you know, he he gets wrapped into this because he's seeking vengeance for his daughter's death. But he really toys with his victims in a way that's much more like kind of Hannibal lecter or or a lot of these more kind of psychological things. Like the whole gym scene with Ryan Felipe he just kills him later on a balcony. He could have just, but he really like teases that out, and then yeah. you know to to like jeopardize um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's like big day, relive, reliving her uh, you know her stardom as as the talent show or beauty right. pageant queen. Right. By the way, her title was the Miss Croker Queen. Mm. A title every woman wants, yeah, I assume. Yeah, for sure. Isn't that really just a pack Sign of pun- me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pass. Um, um, we, let's, let's jump into the movie, kind of set it up for those that haven't seen it or haven't seen it for a long time. So pretty much we have these four seniors in college who High school. Are, oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, she's, <laughs> we have these four two se- drinks. This is what happens when you get two <laughs> drinks into them. We have these four high school seniors um, who are out driving one night. They just saw their friend Helen, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, get crowned with this, you know, the Miss Croker Queen crown. Um, they're driving and they uh, hit a guy. Yeah. Um, they hit and, a guy. Yeah. Because Barry. Because their their friend who's going to be a star quarterback, he is extremely rude to John Galecki in the first scene. Shoves him out of the way. Drinks a shot John Galecki <laughs> brings for Jennifer Love Hewitt. Proceeds to get obliterated drunk and try to demand to drive his Beamer. Luckily, Freddie Prince Jr. takes the keys from him and takes the car. But, oh, wait, he's got to dance out the sunroof with the offspring blasting. Yeah. Man, that that might have taken me back more than more than Jennifer Love Hewitt's like blossom yeah. hat, more than anything else yeah. is hearing offspring is like the let's drive fast on a cliff song. I was like, wow. Yeah. But yeah, spills his bottle all over uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And Gets distracted. Yeah. And then they hit this fisherman guy um, and they're like, well, what do we do with the body? Let's dump it. Yeah. <laughs> let's dump it. And there's this whole. That's the first thought I would have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really, we need to cover up yeah. this. Yeah. Toss this guy it's interesting that it comes about because they start thinking about you know their futures, college. Julie's on a scholarship. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to like tarnish their you know their their futures in any way. So they kind of initially most of the characters seem like this is a preposterous idea, and then Barry kind of convinces them, and they all like you know kind of begrudgingly but yeah. they sort of like get convinced they dump this body yeah. but as the body's dumped in the water you see his eyes open so well, he's actually hey, hang on a second we got uh, maybe not dead we got to talk about this sequence that happens at the top of this hill i wanted to go into the movie and be like guys if you tell the truth here you probably would be okay right you, like <laughs> you did not need to actually create this horror movie but they are so concerned that they're never going to believe that Freddie Prince Jr. was driving right. and not Ryan Felipe. Never mind the fact that he, he's got the guy's blood on his face because he was out the sunroof. Right. You can actually establish that he was out the sunroof. Right. They, they're not interested in doing that. But you can see that. scared teenagers, teenagers yeah. freaking out yeah. and right. not, not thinking, thinking clearly. Right. Exactly. The, other, yeah. the other issue I have with this scene is remember Johnny Galecki pulls up in his truck. Uh, oh and, yeah, like, and ask them. if they're okay. And, they, and they do like the the fake puking yeah. over the edge. Jennifer Love Hewitt offers up that Ryan Felipe was driving. Remember, she was like, "Oh yeah, don't drink and drive," because uh, Ryan right. Felipe's fake puking. And she goes, "Yeah, don't drink and drive." It's like, remember the car doesn't look so new anymore. So the whole point was that nobody was going to believe that he wasn't driving, and he wasn't. And the first witness that shows up to the siege, they suggested he was drunk driving. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. We're not helping our own <laughs> so cause dumb. here. Yeah. But, so um, it, the plan backfires. Yeah. Uh, so they end up, discussed. they take him down to the dock. Because then, a year later, after yeah. the dumping of the body. <laughs> well, he wakes up before they throw him well, in yeah, the water. Well, yeah, like I said, his eyes open yeah. up. So you're like, oh, is he dead? Or maybe he's not. Grabs anyway. uh, Sarah crown, Michelle Gellar's right? crown. Yeah. And he's got a, he's, uh, Ryan Felipe dives in to grab it. And the guy, wait, his eyes just open underwater. But he doesn't do anything. He <laughs> starts swimming. That's so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. He's very patient, though. Like, he waits a whole year to get revenge. Like, right. I don't know. Would you do that? Like, if you were him? No. Yeah, I feel like I'd be going after you, like, immediately. immediately I don't know. But he, right. I guess maybe, I don't know, he's, like, really planning it out thoughtfully and carefully. Yeah. So Julie goes off to college. So it's a year later. We fast forward, and she's looking rough. Like, I don't think she's really doing well. No, yeah. Because weighing down on her. Her grades are suffering. She's home for the summer. And she opens this note yeah. in the mail, no return address, yeah. and it says, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> okay, this part 
It is the most beautifully written <laughs> note, like the handwriting, all, so all nice. caps. It's yeah. just like it looks beautiful like a font. calligraphy. Yeah. yeah. Like this fisherman has some top-notch handwriting. <laughs> like this should be taught to school children. Like this is like model yeah. handwriting right now. She, um, I, felt, I felt so bad for her mom because her mom's like so excited to see her. Right. And she's just like kind of stewing over the meal. She's like, oh, it's, it's monkfish or, or snapper. I, I wanted to get monkfish, but it just hasn't been a good season. She's like, mom, I killed somebody and it's wearing on my soul. All right. You give a shit about your monkfish. <laughs> yeah. She did look very yeah. dis- like just disheveled yeah. all, all around. I, oh, yeah. It's really sad to see her like that. It was. Oh, <laughs> by the way, we skipped one of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah. As Sarah Michelle Geller is winning the Miss Croker Fest contest, she says, through art, I will serve my country. I like to think that's what we're doing here, Joe. Huh. Through we, art, <laughs> we are serving our country. Are we the I'm new, nice are we the future Miss Croker Queens? I so. <laughs> Mr. and Mr. So. Croker Queens right here. <laughs> Lovely. But yeah, so she gets. <laughs> oh my gosh, that should be. <laughs> Can that be like the inspiration for a new drink? You think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The Croker Queen. Queen. What would go in that? So yeah. good. What would you oh, put in the Miss Croker Queen? Let's we'll let see. that. We'll let doing, that simmer. We just released our our port barrel finished whiskey tonight, and we're oh. making a um, a sour cherry simple syrup currently. Mm. So maybe something like a little old fashioned. Yeah. Throw a sardine in it for the Croker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you normally use garnished. sardines in drinks? Is that a thing? We have tinned fish, so no we way. absolutely have wow. sardines here. Yeah. Okay. The Croker Queen. Yeah. Coming to a bar stool near you. It's set. It's Hopefully not. Very nicely over the rim. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. So when Julie gets the note, though, I love this part. So she goes to check in with Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, Helen, and you know, time has passed. They seem to have drifted apart. And when she goes to tell Barry about what's going on about the note, Barry's response to the note is, "Well, you've done a lot of things last summer," as if like. The note would be referring to anything else. Yeah. Like, that was the most monumental momentous. Like, what else? No, like, the note's not referring to, like, right. a yeah. sleepover. something stupid. Like, obviously, right. like, I love how he's just trying to, like, play it down. I was like, thinking of Barry, like, that might not have been the only person that Barry vehicular manslaughtered or was involved yeah. in last year. Wouldn't put Someone sent Barry that note. He, yeah. he probably would know. Also, this is the second scene we get with Sarah Michelle Geller's sister just being the meanest bitch so ever. Mean. She's Ooh, so yeah, mean. She Remember, she's, she's mean to her at the party in the beginning when she's the croaker queen and she is thrilled to direct Jennifer Love Hewitt to the fragrances section yep. where her sister has failed in New York and <laughs> is apparently failing at a fragrance as a fragrance yeah, saleswoman because she's just so fumbling sad. perfume all over a gas yeah, glass counter. Yeah, it, she's having a rough time. Yeah. So that's what kind of sets up now, you know, yeah. this whole... Getting the gang back together. Bench. Shortly thereafter, they get Freddie Prince Jr. back in. Yeah, he's working on the docks and the yeah. fishing boat um, and they're just trying to track down who this killer is, figure out his identity. We meet Anne Heche along the way who yeah. plays um, the sister of yeah. who they think is the, uh, I guess yeah. the the boy that they killed, who ended ends up not being who they killed. But one yeah. one thing that worth mentioning is where the hell does this movie take place? I think yeah. it's supposed North to take Carolina. place in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. However, the first scene is definitely shot in California. Well, there are yeah. no cliffs over the water. And then Anne Heche appears to live in Louisiana. <laughs> she is like real bayou yeah. strange. I'm sure there's some very rural parts in North Carolina though, yeah. that are like... That is just, true. This kind of movie, sure. like, it, there, there needs to be a scene in the snow because this movie is shot all over the country, it appears. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we also, around this point in the movie, we get the first kill, which I think it's so funny that the killer teases out so many kills and kills Johnny Galecki for no reason. And I read that Just they, hooks his face for yeah. no reason. And yeah. they actually added that scene they, they filmed that scene rather after the movie was already completed to kind of add more um like traditional like kill horror scenes did you hear that, that I, I read an interview the director of this movie said he didn't set out to make a horror movie he wanted to make a movie about like morality and i'm like man i think you really missed the mark <laughs> <laughs> you definitely wow, made a horror okay. movie but at the root of it though it is like a moral question yeah like if you're in that situation what, do do? what are you gonna do it's more yeah. like a legal question <laughs> how in trouble would you be in if you were in this situation yeah i think you'd probably be okay yeah, i mean but, they definitely made it worse themselves yeah but. so they, they go investigate with Anne Heche because they think they killed a guy who um had killed his girlfriend drunk driving right. the, like the year before but that that story starts to p- fall apart kind of quickly they start to realize that maybe it wasn't him 
And then there's the, the middle of this movie just kind of flounders for a little while. The there, there's the very famous what are what nice, are you waiting nice fish for? Fish reference scene. was that intentional? <laughs> flounders? Are you trying to like hanging out with up? you, man? I don't, I don't even <laughs> notice myself doing it anymore. <laughs> so do you know the famous uh, the what are you waiting for right here yeah, scene? Yeah, yeah. Which you, apparently that whole scene was designed created by a kid who won a contest really? to create like a film moment. Yeah, and he like suggested that and they were like, this is silly, but we'll do it. And it ends up being one of the most it's iconic. So it was in, it's in the trailer. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it is like the what scene. Are in the, what yeah. are you waiting for? <laughs> I had, it's a little silly. I but. saved two photos to post on my Instagram. I, I tagged you guys on my story. Oh, cool. Um, and that was one of them that I was going to post was her just standing out yeah. in the middle of the street. It's like, such a great iconic so moment, isn't it? And then that's, that's actually when she finds Max's body in her trunk. Right. Yeah. Like right before that rather. And like mm-hmm. all the crabs are crawling oh, in. Cause and, Max's body is wearing, um, Ryan Felipe's Letterman jacket, which <laughs> there's this ridiculous scene where he's at the gym and he, he ends up getting run through the wall of the gym by his own car. Yes. And then oh right God, as he's I about to kill, about it just part. goes to black and he wakes up in the hospital. My note, though, was how did he survive that whole incident? He right. got yeah. like, he like crashed through a shed. Through a, somehow. a building. Yeah. A car. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, dude. My, you know what my note about that scene was? What? The whole, the, the, the outcome of that scene, he lives and his jacket's gone. They're <laughs> home for summer break. What kind of douchebag wears his Letterman jacket in July? Barry does. But Barry does. Barry yeah. does. I mean, who also wears like a whole like, fisherman's jacket and hat like in the heat of, uh, is that like a common thing to wear like in the summer like that the killer's outfit like it seems I don't know I mean I think he would overheat in that way <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Louisiana no California or North Carolina wherever it is <laughs> yeah so um, then we fast forward to the parade scene so yeah, it's so a year later Sarah Michelle Gellar's character now has to kind of sit on this float and pass off the baton to the new Croker Queen. Yeah, and they're and convinced that whatever's going to happen is going to happen yeah. this day. It's the anniversary of them killing this guy. Yeah. So they kind of like divide and conquer here. Sarah Michelle Geller's on the float. Do you need to get back to the bar? She has a dinner reservation sure, in like yeah. 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead and okay. uh, we'll touch base with you before right, we wrap up cool. here. Anything else you want to like add in about the movie? or um, One to ten. Okay. How many one to ten hooks? How many hooks would you give it? <laughs> um, I give it. It was a staple of my childhood, yeah. so I'm definitely gonna give it a full ten. I'm ten with you. Hooks. I liked it. Cheers. I liked it. It yes. was a good one. Erica. So. And right. ten hooks for this drink. Yeah, yeah let's give it up for guys. Erica and this incredible. Delicious. Thank you. Thank yeah. you thank Thanks so much for being here. I'm gonna pipe here. in applause. Thanks for coming. This is awesome. I hope we can do this again in the future. I hope so too. Yeah. Thank you so All right. much. Thank you. Thanks. So we lost we lost our our third amigo here, but where were we? Okay, so we have Sarah Michelle Gellar's in the parade. Ryan Philippe Bay Barry, we're just going to call him Barry. Barry's watching the parade. He's supposed to be. They're kind of using Sarah Michelle Gellar as bait. They're like, oh, he's going to come for her on the float. Well, we're yeah, get but she also has a good point of, uh, of like she has a good perspective on the float where she is. Yeah, she can see the crowds. I guess she's higher up. She's elevated, and of course. This is, I guess, like the outfit of the summer because <laughs> multiple people are wearing the same uh, slicker <laughs> and hat as the oh, killer. Yeah. So there's all these false alarms. Yeah, Barry the- jacks up an old dude. <laughs> poor guy. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So- Just sweating his ass off in a slicker. But um, so I guess... Jennifer Love Hewitt, where is Freddie Prince Jr. during all this? He's kind of mysterious. And that's what's cool about the movie is that they make you think that he may be the killer because yeah. he's kind of on the outskirts through a lot of like the yeah. central, like the middle well, part Barry, of the movie. Barry throws it out early. He's like, it's you. You never left this town. Yeah. You're a fisherman because Freddie Prince Jr. is now working on a boat. So he's like, you're a fisherman. You have this outfit. So this is right. you. And he's like, why would it be me at the, what are you waiting for scene? Like, you know, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's got her hair hacked off. Oh yeah, they Jennifer all... Love Hewitt has a body in her trunk. They're all traumatized um, in like pretty serious ba- ways. You know, Barry got driven through a wall, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a note too." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that's what you get." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we all got attacked pretty much in like yeah. pretty serious. Reminded way. me of remember the Office scene where uh, Michael is trying to spread lies about everybody because he accidentally divulged that divulged that Stanley was having an affair. But he, he like the, the lie about himself is like a compliment, and everybody's like, "Yeah, you made you made that up." Oh, yeah. <laughs> that reminded that that was the level of confidence the rest of the characters in this movie had about. Yeah, you got a note. We all we're all gonna life screwed with you. Got a note. Was my oh yeah convincing? Cause I've never watched The Office. <laughs> You've never watched The Office? Nope. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I know it's a great show. Who are you? I'm a 
wonderful human being. If the That's FBI is listening, <laughs> Joe should be on a list. Uh, you I have, never watched the office. I have lots of blackmail on Frank FBI, so you come to me and I will. Yeah, nothing, nothing near as alarming as I'm Joe a, never having seen I'm okay with it. Um, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I might need to find a new co-host. I don't I know mean, how I feel It's about been this. a good run, so I found Erica. <laughs> so right. moving back getting back to this. I need to so Barry's like beating up the wrong people pretty much. And <laughs> they eventually then end up back at the theater where um Sarah Michelle Geller's character is on stage. Yeah. Barry is on the this is actually a pretty classic scene too. He's on the balcony, kind of in the back, watching the stage. Where they watched her the year before. And uh, she's passing on the crown to the next Miss Croker queen. Yeah. And as she looks up, and it's actually pretty, I think it's a really cool scene because the lights are kind of, you know, in the way. They're blinding her. But just you get little snippets of you see Barry up there, and then you see, like, the shadow. And then you see the killer up there attacking him. And she starts freaking out on stage. For some reason, all these people are blocking her, which I didn't quite get why they're, like, preventing her from moving yeah. towards whatever. Yeah. But by the time she gets up there and a cop is, like, helping her out, like, no trace of Barry. You know, I've been making fun of this movie, but really starting with this scene begins a sequence that is legitimately scary, having seen it before, like, watching it as an adult now, I still think it's great. So basically, after she shouts out seeing Barry get killed, yeah, she um, has a rough go from here yeah. on. <laughs> she, um, she goes up there with a the cop. The cop doesn't... They don't see anything. Well, he like offers a driver home pretty much. Yeah, so, so she like in the back puts her in the, the back car. of the car. Yeah. They pull down an alley and some guy's working on his truck. Um, at which point... Oh, my God. Is this the one? Wait, uh, we the just scene looked is up. coming soon. I wish we could pipe in the sound from it's this almost, scene. It's almost yeah. there. Freddie Prince Jr. just said, well, no, I got a note too. And Barry's like, I would have punched you in the Barry goddamn face. Is so cranky and he, such a. Ugh. He spends roughly seventy five percent of this movie in a wife beater too. Yeah, just like if he's wearing sleeves, it's his Letterman jacket. Oh, it's like the <laughs> that, easiest it. costume ever for him. It's either tank top or Letterman's jacket. Oh, he was super comfortable this whole shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what were you saying? So yeah. So uh, Helen is in the car in the backseat, yeah. and they go down this alley because the roads close, and they approach this car that looks like you know is a guy that needs. Cops help. like, I want to go help this guy with his car, and she immediately yeah. is like, Oh shit, it's him! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, you know, he gets a hook to the face. She kicks out the door with her heel. The window. Oh, yeah, the window is that. That not doable? possible. I mean, you've, not, tri- you've, you've tried that before with your heel, and that uh, didn't work. Yeah, I've kicked out. You know, I've tried to kick out at least a half dozen. Yeah, cop it's like you know. at least two. But like one. I mean, she just like smashes it through. I was like, well, props yeah. to you because you know that's a thing. There's, she gets so close to like making it, which is so yeah. Uh, like it, it's so sad how close she gets to like yeah. defeating him and then after this whole series of events that happen yeah. and then she like gets the hook. She she conveniently flees here to her family's department store. And this is one of the classic scenes of the movie yeah. like a horror trope in general where the victim is like running full speed and the killer is sauntering walking, <laughs> yeah, like you know sort yeah. of briskly but like not nearly enough to catch up to her she's going like full force and somehow he's still like catching up to her yeah and like almost at like the same point it's like eh, that's like a classic classic thing yeah um that you've seen a lot so of she gets movies. in uh, her just mean spiteful sister like reluctantly opens elsa. the door for her and and she's like elsa you gotta lock the back door and of course right as she walks in the room to lock the back door we see the back door like tri- like creak shut so he's in yeah. So he's in. She locks the door. Sarah Michelle Gellar's trying to call the police. Elsa. And Elsa gets it. And they added that blood after the fact to yeah. make the movie more bloody and horror. Because this guy didn't think he was making a horror movie. Yeah, I think he had a different... What? <laughs> yeah. What? But for a horror movie, for a slasher, there isn't that much blood, though. It's really no. just Max's death scene and Elsa's where you see blood. I feel like this movie... But for the profanity, this movie wouldn't be R. Yeah. There's no nudity. There's not even really, like, they make out, but they don't show any, like, sexual content. Yeah. The blood is, you know, it's mostly the kind of blood, like, splatter. Like, there's no guts. That's what I find kind of And cool. even the dead bodies look like mannequins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I find kind of refreshing about the movie is that even though it is, like, this genre movie, like, this yeah. slasher film, like, it doesn't follow... It, it, in certain ways, it does kind of follow some of the horror tropes, but in other ways, it doesn't. So, yeah. and I think it's still effective yeah. when it doesn't follow. Like there's all not, the, the you know, there's not stuff. fornicators that get killed right off the bat. There's not, you know, no. a, a person of color that only makes it 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's like, not some like stoner guy that like, dies because he's a stoner. Like, Julie's pretty self-aware. Like in one of the opening scenes, she talks about how like. 
you know, uh, like not falling prey to like, you know, like sexist stereotypes or something. Like there's, there's like this moment where she like, I don't know, seems kind of woke, you know? So yeah. Um, 1997 it, woke. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So at that point though, um, yeah, yeah that, so they're I, the, in the shop store. scene is scary. So and and then this is and we've talked about this scene before. This is oh, this scares me so much. This is like kind of what I picture in like every basement I've ever run out of scared yeah. when he's hiding under the tarp yeah. and she's looking at him. Yeah. She's like, mm, "That's a person. That's a person." Um, and then all of a sudden, boom, he goes for her. Yeah. She runs through the back. But she escapes again. So I'm like, she, yeah. she done waiters upstairs. I'm like, she's going to make it. Buffy's going to make it. She's a good horror movie runner. She doesn't fall. And she only goes upstairs because her exit's blocked. She stumbles a she, lot, though. She stumbles, but, like, but you she... But, like, you got it. How do you yeah. not stumble? Like, I would So stumble. she gets upstairs. She ends up jumping out a window, but she meets her demise somewhere that she's almost safe. And she's th- almost in a crowd. That's what's so s- sad about this scene is that she sees the fireworks in the parade, and she's, like, almost there. Yeah. But the killer just kind of cuts her off in the alley. She the, gets The it. noise of the band and the fireworks drowns out her screams uh, for help. Yeah. So that's, that sequence is good. I think under almost any... I don't know what I'd give the rest of the movie, but I give that scene 10 hooks. The boat scene towards the end, I think, does drag on for a while. <laughs> I was just like, we'll, I was like we'll, wait, are we still on the boat? Yeah. Like, there's a lot happening we'll, on this boat. We'll get to the boat scene. Because so while this is all happening, or really earlier in the day, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt revisits Dan Hayes and finds out a couple things. Uh, the brother of Anne Hayes, who we think is the, the guy they killed. Billy Egan. Billy Egan. Or David Egan. Oh, sorry. David, David Egan. Egan yeah. uh, one of his friends, Billy Blue, visited. We also learn that Anne Hayes got a note that says, I will never forget last summer, that she thinks is a suicide note. Jennifer Love Hewitt puts together as a threat does some very 1997 internet searching to figure out. She basically surmises that who they who they killed was not David Egan. Who they killed was David Egan's girlfriend's father, Ben who, Willis. Ben Willis, who was on the cliff that night that they hit him, trying to kill David Egan for killing his daughter. Right? There's, there's a lot going on that's, here. That's I remember when I first on? when I saw this as a ten year old though, I remember not understanding most of that. I was like, wait, so who is who yeah. I remember just kind of like being like, I'm gonna ignore all that. And Where's just, more killing, please? There's a serial <laughs> killer that with the hook. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of just you know, overlook this whole backstory. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So Julie runs to the theater, everyone's gone. Yeah. And then she eventually makes her way to the docks, um, meets up with Freddie Prince Jr. And then, and he's kind of like, oh, like, you know, let me comfort you. Let me help you. And sees on the boat that he's working on, it's the name of the boat is Billy Blue. Which is the name that we, we find out that he gave Anne Heche when he was visiting, kind of doing his own Jennifer Love Hewitt style investigation. Right. But she's like, oh, my God, he is the killer. Barry was right for one thing in his life. And flees to some stranger's boat who and knocks sudden, out Billy. Yeah, and the stranger's like, get on the boat. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and gets on the boat and then starts to realize, ooh, this guy has all these pictures of me and my friends. By the way, he developed those pictures very fast. Because yeah. there were photos of them around the car when she's saying, what are you waiting for? That was maybe like four hours before this. Yeah. So, I mean, some very quick, I guess, like one-hour photo <laughs> development. Were they, were they Polaroids? Because I no. think he pins a Polaroid of the Beamer. I'm going to say negative. Yeah. Oh, look, the scene with her on the float. Oh, my God, here it is. Yeah. So, yeah, oh so <laughs> everyone, you know what's funny the is boat. the whole idea of putting her on the float is like she's going to have the vantage point. Yeah. She's going to be able to see everything. And then when they finally find him, he's above everyone. Yeah. He's like yeah, he's yeah. like up on a roof. But like when it's him, you know it's him. <laughs> yeah, there like, he he's is. He's like a little removed. There he is. Yeah. Oh, yep, my yep, God. Yep. Look at the Miss Croker parade. Also, for her, this, he did a terrible job hacking her hair up. Because they were very easily able to save her a relatively good-looking haircut. He actually should moonlight as a hairdresser because I think his cutting job was quite good. Like it's very even. Yeah. Well, I look. Well, I the assume way. they it's shaped like, it up, but like if you're gonna jack what if, up someone's hair, what if she hair, didn't though? What if he like perfectly? <laughs> he like took his time. He's like, if I'm gonna, he's do like, this, soon you will look better at the. Parade. I'm gonna do this right. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so, so there's this there's this never-ending boat scene, Frank. It's so just they're good. running around the boat. I never knew boats had so many compartments and sections. Like every well, uh, fishing boats do, because they, they have they have to have somewhere where they keep the fish. Mm. But um, yeah, they're all over this boat. There's a movie mistake in the scene. Yeah. Ben Willis is going to pull the boat out of the dock forward. Jennifer Love Hewitt is in front of the boat, 
facing the back of the boat because she's looking at Ben Willis as he's in the kind of the captain's area, ready to ready to drive the boat out. She smartly grabs a flare gun and is going to send up a flare. But right before she fires it, Ben Willis throttles the boat, but she throws the gun out the front of the boat. The, the boat would have propelled her backwards. Yet for would it, Frank? It would have. Were you know? there? You know what? In about eight minutes when we get to this scene... We want you to watch it closely and see what a movie mistake I don't appreciate you picking this movie apart so much. Listen, I gave this movie credit where it's due, but I will give it discredit where the discredit is due. I give that scene negative four hooks. You could take that whole scene because I just pretend that scene doesn't happen. Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's, it's a very long montage on the boat before... Can we talk about the way that they finally get him? So Freddie Prince Jr. gets on the boat. There's this big thing. Ben Willis goes up with the hook. The hook gets caught on a rope. And then the most fortuitous series of rope pulleys that you could possibly <laughs> imagine happens. Yeah, yeah. It hooks his hand. It pulls him into the air. Right. It, the, the pulley system not like slices off his hand at the wrist, yet the rope, which is tied around his wrist, still holds his body in the air. Right. By what? I don't know. There's yeah. literally nothing above the knot. <laughs> then, magically, something is hit that swings his body over the water, just mm-hmm. throws him into the ocean. Like, it, is universe. The, it is the most fortuitous lucky set of boat rope pulley events possible. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't think they were winning this encounter. No, but thank gosh it happened the way it did because yeah. then the fisherman gets it. Well, I love when the cop is like, so do you know why this guy was going after you? And they were both like, no. <laughs> like, oh, does that happen? I was yeah. zoned out by the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> so Freddie Prinze and Jennifer Love here were like, we have no idea why he was targeting <laughs> us. It's like, yeah, you do, you liars. But anyway... So they think the nightmare is behind them. Jennifer Love Hewitt's in college. Her and Freddie Prinze Jr. are together. They're in love. And she's in the um, the bathroom getting you know her shower on, getting ready to you know take a shower and um, finds a note that's just like sitting you know in the shower room and ends up being like an invitation to some you know frat party or something. Yeah. But then the steam on the shower then door. She looks up at the shower glass door, and what is written on there? I still know. I so, I like know. That. Yeah, and I really sh- crashed through the glass. And then boom, yeah. Roll credits. So that's how the movie ends, which then of course sets it up for a sequel. Yeah. Did you know there was a third one? By I, the way, I didn't until I started researching. Two thousand six. <laughs> There's nobody in it. From Let the first me tell one, you, right? it's called "I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer." Infinity. I mean, what would be the fourth one after that? So I, I, I know, know what you did last summer. I still, I know. still know. I'll always know. Like, maybe we should start moving I always away. Everyone knows. Or maybe it should be like a future one. Like, I know what you will do next summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, like, change up the time, you know? Yeah, like, I, you're, you're, yeah. because we have ghosts of Christmas <laughs> past. Right. Present and future. Or what if it was like, sorry, I don't remember what you did last summer. Can yeah. you remind me? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe that would be my. Have you seen this? Like, it was a direct to video on demand or DVD. Oh, hell no. I have some standards, Frank. Okay. Really? You had a Valentine poster I in your room. Standards <laughs> are not your specialty. I did see I Still Know, um, which was pretty god awful. But no, this one I didn't even know about, really. I knew this existed before doing this podcast, but no, I didn't, I didn't bother. Yeah. Um, but yes, but that leads me into Scare Are They Now. Ooh, yes. So, Who did you scare um, Are They Now for Actually, this? we, we kind of name-dropped him a little bit. Um, but he is a pretty well-known actor after this movie. Um, bum, 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 Johnny Galecki. So I yeah. actually never watched Big Bang Theory. Me but neither. he was on that show for 13 years. Yeah. And did very well on that show. He was also on Roseanne. Yep. And the, Roseanne is where I feel like I remember. He was the... Yeah. I can't remember the her boyfriend name. Boyfriend of... Um, Darlene? Darlene, yeah. yeah. But some funny, interesting facts. I love that um, Melissa Joan Hart was offered a role in this and movie. turned it down. Because it was a scream ripoff, according to her. I mean, um, <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, but it's no, a little different. You I know? would Scream might actually be more clever. But <laughs> scream is more clever, I would yeah. say. But I thought this was just as enjoyable. Yeah, and so, the other thing I want to mention is that there was a romance that blossomed. So yeah. kind of cool that... Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. met on set, didn't date at the time. Two years later, they officially start mm-hmm. dating, and now they've been married for tons of years and have kids, and it's kind of a cool yeah, you know, origin story. So I, I heard a couple f- interesting things about the casting of this movie. So apparently Freddie Prince Jr. was a hard sell. 
because yeah. uh, his father, Freddie Prince, is uh, was a comedian, yeah. and that he was kind of viewed through that lens and was having a hard time getting considered for roles. I also heard that Ryan Felipe got the role because of Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. They wanted Reese Witherspoon for the movie, and she didn't want to. She was but dating I guess she, him, though, at she the was time. She was dating so him like, and recommended hey, him. Cast my hot boyfriend. I love that, actually, him and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, because of this movie, were casted then in Cruel Intentions, which yes. is one of my other favorite great 90s movie. teen movies. Not yeah. a horror movie, but they're so good great at it. Great movie. And that was directly because of this movie, because some similar people behind the scenes were cast in Cruel Intentions, and they mm. got that role. So, Frank, the ultimate questions... Was this movie scary? Was it scary? I I'm gonna say it's scary for oh here it is right now. He's he's about to pull Ooh, up to the guy in the truck. Yeah, so this sequence is genuinely scary. It's and and for like a how bad, I time that out. For a yeah, for a bad slasher movie, or not a bad slasher yeah, movie. Yeah, you but bite a, your tongue. All right, <laughs> for for a slasher movie yeah. where so many of them are bad, which is what I was trying to say. And really like Valentine really doesn't have any real scares in it. This scene is scary. Yeah. This is a scary movie. Yeah. And would I recommend it? I would. Because, yeah. I mean, I would recommend it to people our age. You know, people in their early 30s that saw this when they were younger. It's actually a fun rewatch, unlike Valentine, which is like getting a root canal. <laughs> uh, what about you, Joe? Scary, um, and would you recommend it? Yeah, I think there are some scary scenes. Overall, I don't think it's scary, yeah. but I think I, I, I kind of give this response to a lot of movies <laughs> as I reflect now. But, yeah, there's definitely some, some good, solid jump scares. Yeah. Um, but... And would I recommend this? Oh, without a doubt, over and over again. This movie, I think, is so much fun. It's so entertaining. I think rewatching it as an adult is great for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. But like, I'd recommend this to like, a, you know, a young millennial who like didn't grow up with this movie. I think it's still holds its own and it's still really entertaining and good i i kind of like this movie and and it's probably my bias because it was kind of like my first horror movie i don't know if it was the first one but like it was the first one that was new when i was little when i was young and whatever this is kind of a good first horror movie like i would i would recommend this for a young first of all you get to watch an r-rated movie and it's not that bad for parents like you're not you're not letting them see anything too grisly or graphic yeah and you know the profanity is not even that bad and if you don't know about slash movie tropes they do a nice job with a bunch of them i mean yeah it, it's a class i think it's a classic so we made we made film I, I would too i would definitely put it in the uh, the pantheon or pan i'll, I'll put it in the top yeah. we made erica do it so i feel like we have to do it how many hooks do you give this movie oh oh she gave it 10 hooks nine nine hooks nine hooks yeah and for nostalgia i give it nine hooks overall rating wise I give it 6.5 hooks. Nine hooks nine across hooks. the board. <laughs> Any criteria you're looking at, yeah. nine hooks. Yeah. Well, uh, so that was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Big, huge thank you to Manitani Stillworth. Yeah, thanks for having us and Peep. for being so hospitable and welcoming and Erica, sharing. Jennifer. Yeah, sharing Putting the movie on for us, you know, letting us set up in your space. And, and, and I'm being serious with you folks. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Their cocktails are awesome. Yeah. As, as good as any cocktail bar I've been to in the city. And, uh, you know, Three Bitches Vodka is going to support a good cause. Yeah. It's and a the really, rest of them are going to support good taste buds because really their cool stuff bar. is fun. It's a cool bar. They make awesome products. Um, yeah. Check them out. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Erica, we were just saying what a fun time we had. Do you have, do you have any, do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything to say about this amazing place that you work at? For Manitani, I love working here. I think it's so much fun. Um, just some cool things about us. Uh, yeah. Every month we do a different artist. So I think that's oh, really fun. Nice. Yeah, it is. The um, decor here is awesome. Yeah, so each month it rotates out, which we're always looking for new artwork if anyone is interested Sweet. in submitting. Um, we don't take anything for whatever they sell. It's all theirs, which is really awesome. cool. Um, yeah, everyone's just really cool to work yeah. with. And the customers are great. And it brings really fun things like you guys into us oh. thank you thank you Thanks so again. much for yeah, having us been awesome. the fisherman you know I, I know it's a little late to edit the summer menu but maybe for I next know. summer I'm, this I'm thing is damn it. good <laughs> it's really good and we can't really wait good. to have the miss croaker queen yes <laughs> i'm gonna work on that for next joe, time joe has to sure. eat the sardines <laughs> all right well thank you cheers. thank you so thank much you guys right. enjoy cheers. take care Boom.
Oh, you got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter? That's balanced. 